Hello and welcome to Bird Nerds, where we delve into the fascinating world of birds and share the joys of observing them. Hi, I am Adil. And I am Mariam. Adil is a bird nerd in the true sense. He can even make a visit to the grocery store a bird watching trip. Well, jokes apart, he loves to travel and is a seasoned bird watcher. He is also quite well informed about butterflies, snakes, and is a certified beekeeper. 2022 was his big year when he traveled the length and breadth of India, covering 23 states and union territories. He was able to spot over 900 birds in one year. He left no terrain unexplored, be it the cold desert of Ladakh or the dry Thar and Kutch deserts, sea coasts and deep seas, Andaman Islands, the Western Ghats, mangroves of Sundarbans and Vidarkanika. the northeast or the himalayan forests he ranked as india's top birder and was also among the top 2 birders in asia in 2022 mariam has a unique eye for a bird watcher while we may be busy scouting the bushes for hidden treasures her eyes will scan the skies and cliffs for raptors often catching a distant raptor's attention we may have missed many birds of prey if not for mariam's nudge she has accompanied me in many birding adventures to leech infested forests Where the leeches have loved her blood, arid places such as the Kutch, Himalayan escapades, and sometimes even waited along with me during heavy downpour to catch the glimpse of a rare leucicla or a quail. She is an accomplished birder with a species count of over six hundred birds. Join us as we walk you through various habitats and exciting bird trails across India. a milestone episode this week this is the 10th episode a round of applause everybody please yay over the last 9 episodes we have seen and experienced several different habitats but i think this one is your favorite adil you love to walk through these trails surrounded by tall trees slightly dense undergrowth encountering spider webs on the way butterflies dancing and prancing on the side with sound of crickets and other insects belting out their best background scores you're absolutely right maria while i love sitting by the water strolling through the gardens walking across farms and scrublands forests whether they are dense or light hold a special place in my heart sounds of birds calling from top of trees the rustle and crunch of leaves under your feet sun rays filtering through tall trees the thrill of knowing that a pair of eyes probably that of an owl are watching you it's an experience not to be missed this week we are exploring well wooded areas which can be found sometimes in the midst of a bustling city or along highways or in valleys and foothills in these areas you have to be very watchful of movement on tree tops and be alert for calls because some of the birds here are a restless lot and are quick to hide behind foliage crane your necks and scan the tree tops and you will be rewarded with the sight of a flower pecker while there are several species of flower peckers found in india like the thick-billed the plain flower pecker the fire-breasted the scarlet bag in this habitat we are likely to spot the thick-billed flower pecker and also the pale-billed flower pecker the pale-billed flower pecker is a plain looking bird smaller than a sunbird olive brown above with grayish white underparts the bill is short slender slightly down curved and is flesh colored which is the identifying factor also providing it with the name pale billed flower pecker 
It is an arboreal bird that is mostly found on trees, especially the fruiting trees. These flower peckers are very restless and love to feed on berries of parasitic plants belonging to the mistletoe family that grow on other tall trees. The flower pecker swallows the whole berry and then excretes them on another branch of the same tree or a neighboring tree and therefore helping the parasitic plants to spread their infestation. The pale-billed flower pecker is called Phulchuki in Hindi. I vividly remember one of my first encounters with this flower pecker. Even you are there, Mariam. It was a chance happening when we stopped on a highway for lunch. There was a fruiting cluster fig tree at this premises, which suddenly saw a rush of birds. And to our amazement, these were all tiny pale-billed flower peckers in a large flock the size I am yet to see again. They happily nibbled away parts of the fruit that were only meant for them. Such fruiting trees are an invitation to birds in your garden. Do plant and see the magic happen. Having a similar diet of fruits and berries, there is the thick-billed flower pecker. It is ashy olive brown above, a mix of grey and buff below, with faint grey streaking underneath. The bill is where you can differentiate it from any other flower pecker. It has a stout finch-like bill, which is bluish in colour, while the pale-billed flower pecker has a slender flesh-coloured bill. Another difference between the two of them is that while the pale-billed swallows the entire berry, the thick-billed manages to separate the pulp and the seed and discard the seeds in the branches of the same tree. Apart from the mistletoe berries, flower peckers also prefer lantana berries and people figs. Our next arboreal resident is the yellow-throated sparrow a cousin of our friendly neighbour, the house sparrow. Also earlier known as chestnut-shouldered petronia, it is a dull-looking sparrow having two wing bars. Beside the white wing bars, the male also has a chestnut-coloured patch on its shoulders and a light yellow throat patch attributing to its name. Females have faint shoulder patches and unlike the house sparrow, the yellow-throated sparrow lacks streaking. In Hindi, it is called Raji and also Jangli Chidiya a bird of the forest. The yellow-throated sparrow is a grainivore but also loves to feed on berries, nectar, insects and moths. For nesting, they prefer old tree holes carved by barbets and woodpeckers. Lovingly, bird watchers often refer to it as the Salim Ali bird after Dr. Salim Ali, the bird man of India. Due to its unique yellow throat, which was unlike the house sparrow, the yellow-throated sparrow was the first bird that caught Salim Ali's attention and got him interested in birds. He went on to become the greatest ornithologist India has ever produced. If you want to know more about his life, works and adventures, you can start by reading his autobiography, The Fall of a Sparrow. It is a very fun and light read but at the same time provides a lot of insight into his work and life, which has definitely left an indelible mark in the field of ornithology. Yes, a highly recommended read. Mariam, now do you remember the great mimic, also acting as the Kothwal of the neighbourhood? Oh, you mean the bossy black drongo? Yes, while the black drongo is lording over scrublands and fields, its cousin, the white-bellied drongo, prevails over these wooded areas and glades. It prefers bamboo and sparse deciduous forests, but completely avoids treeless areas. 
In appearance, it is a smaller drongo, almost the size of a bulbul, glossy indigo above with a diagnostic white belly and a short foam tail. Like all drongo birds, the white belly drongo too is a great mimic. It is often seen foraging along with mixed hunting parties and thus most often you will see it with a rush of birds that will vanish as quickly as they appear. The drongo makes graceful sallies to catch its unsuspecting prey, often by surprise and if a flying insect tries to flee, then the drongo's aerobatics come into play. This week we seem to be talking about a lot of cousins and relatives of our many common neighborhood birds. Yes, very true. A lot of distant relatives are making an appearance it seems. Another resident of these parts is from the same family of the very acrobatic Cinerestate. In these lightly forested areas, you are likely to encounter the Indian yellow tit. It has yellowish green upper parts, white spotted wings and black running along its throat, breast and belly. Cheeks and eyebrows are yellow and the head has a prominent crest. It is quite similar to the brighter yellow looking Himalayan black load tit, which as the name suggests is restricted only to the Himalayas. The Indian yellow tit prefers forested areas, especially bamboo jungles and is also seen to loiter around coffee and cardamom plantations. It is abundant in hills from elevations of 500 meters up to 1800 meters. And it is the only tit with a crest which has such a wide distribution across India. From the western and eastern ghats, parts of central India, as north as Rajasthan and east till Orissa. It is one of the few species that is endemic to India. Yes, and we've covered quite a few species with only Indian roots, such as the rockbush quail, our neighborhood babbler, the large grey and many others. The Indian yellow tit can often be seen partying with mixed hunting flocks. The flower peckers, yellow-throated sparrows, Indian yellow tits are all small-sized birds busy in tree canopies and it can be sometimes difficult to get a clear view of them. But the rufous tree pie presents itself quite easily. The rufous tree pie, also known earlier as the Indian tree pie, has a long and stiff chestnut brown body and a black head and neck. The tail is black tipped and wings have white patches which are more visible in flight. Tree pies generally have very striking plumage. The rufous tree pie is quite a bold bird moving around in forest areas and can also be found in residential compounds and gardens. It is an omnivore preferring fruits, insects, frogs, lizards, animal carcasses and eggs of birds. Seems like quite the foodie and it will grab anything inside it seems. And if the rufous tree pie ever wants a side hustle, I think food blogging would be perfect for it. The tree pie is also a member of the Mixed Hunting Flock Association of Forests, of which we already have the white bellied drongo and the Indian yellow tit as members. Rufous tree pies are highly intelligent birds and are known for their vocal abilities. They have a wide repertoire of calls, including harsh screeching sounds, melodious whistles, and they can often be heard imitating the calls of other birds. It seems to be a worthy competitor to drongos. Rufus tree pie is known to steal shiny objects like jewelry, coins and keys, thus gaining its Bengali name, Taka Chor. I would rather rephrase it as that they are attracted to shiny objects and colorful things. 
Rufus Trepies exhibit cooperative breeding behavior wherein several individuals assist in raising the young which may include helpers from previous broods these helpers aid in defending the nest feeding the chicks and also take up other parental duties adil i know you have been waiting impatiently to talk about our next guest they are the most fascinating birds i've come across very hard working tenacious and named after the special skill they possess yes i've been waiting for this one to make an appearance let me not keep you guessing anymore i am talking about the woodpecker in these areas the most likely species to be found is the yellow crowned woodpecker this is our very first woodpecker making its debut today in our podcast Woodpeckers are adapted for clinging and feeding on vertical surfaces. They use their feet and very stiff tails to support themselves vertically on tree trunks to indulge in continuous drumming and tapping. These wood surfaces are rich food source and drumming helps them dig out insects, spiders, ants and even termites. Their modus operandi is quite effective and can be useful to other birds in the mixed hunting parties. The woodpecker is not just any bird trying its luck by digging relentlessly on tree trunks. It has a body specialized for drilling into wood. A sturdy beak with a chisel-like tip for drilling. Thick spongy skull wrapped tightly around the brain to absorb the impact of constant drumming and drilling. Eyes protected with a membrane called the nictitating membrane which can be compared to the drilling goggles one wears to protect one's eyes from debris. The long tongue which is covered in sticky saliva ends with a barbed tip that helps quickly capture and extract insects from holes drilled in wood. The tongue folds back into the hyoid bone which wraps around the skull. The tongue, the hyoid bone which is also known as the tongue bone, the cartilage and muscle connected to the tongue make up the hyoid apparatus. This adaptation helps them extend their tongues to great lengths. The hyoid apparatus also absorbs the impact of drumming and thus helps minimize the neurological trauma. Woodpeckers are unique and have so many specialized features. For example, they have another special adaptation which is their feet which are zygodactyl. This means the arrangements of their digits that is their toes is very unique. The first and the fourth toes are facing forward while the second and the third toes face backwards. This helps them stand and walk vertically up the tree trunks. A few woodpeckers also possess only 3 toes and we'll definitely mention it whenever one pops up. In Hindi, woodpeckers are commonly known as katphoda, which means breaker of wood. Adil, trivia time. Can mm-hmm. you guess how many times a woodpecker can peck in 1 second? Well, if you ask me, I wonder maybe 5 to 10 times. All right, not close, but not very far. Also, mm-hmm. woodpeckers can peck almost twenty times per second. Oh. That means twelve uh, hundred pecks a minute. No wonder it needs so many adaptations to prevent its head from going into a concussion every day. That is a stunning number. Something would like this would definitely make me dizzy, and I'm sure I can't nod my head more than three times a second. and i'm not even talking about striking a surface imagine banging my head on the wall uh, have to land in the hospital well i've got something for you too mariam since you are talking about wood i just remembered this try saying this after i do how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood well 
I will complete that for you. Mm-hmm. He would chuck, he would as much as he could and chuck as much wood as a woodchuck would if a woodchuck could chuck wood. Oh, that's good. Talking about woodpeckers, India is home to a number of species like the greater flameback, the bay woodpecker, Himalayan, the hard-spotted and many more. The list is quite long. The yellow-crowned woodpecker is almost the size of a bulbul with black and white spotted upper parts, brown streaking on breast and flanks. It is also called the yellow-fronted pied woodpecker, which is quite apt as both the genders have a yellow front or a foreground and belong to the pied woodpecker's genus. The male has a red hind crown and can be easily distinguished from the female which has yellow all through. The woodpecker is not just pecking on tree trunks for food. This constant drumming is actually a mode of communicating during territorial disputes, raising alarms and even courtship. Each species of woodpecker has a distinct type of drumming, one very different from the other and it can be an identifying factor. That was the drumming sound made by yellow-crowned woodpecker. The yellow-crowned woodpecker is also a member of the esteemed Mixed Hunting Flock Association. Since we are talking about this widespread and famous family of birds, another widespread and beautiful family is named after their ability to catch their favorite food. I am talking about flycatchers. There are so many flycatchers found in India. Some are colorful and vibrant while others are brown or muted in color and then there is a whole genus of blue flycatchers. But whatever the appearance, none of them lack flycatching skills. The most common flycatcher in a habitat of interest is the Tickles blue flycatcher. It is blue above with bright azure forehead, eyebrows and shoulder patches. It has an orange colored throat and breast which fades into a white abdomen. Females are duller and also lack the touch of azure. In terms of size, it is larger than a sparrow. Flycatchers are dainty upright perching birds with small feet and are often seen sallying skillfully after flies. They often take off, make a sally and return to the same perch like clockwork. You must have noticed the word Tickles in the name. Well, the bird is named after British naturalist Samuel Tickle. He was a commander in the British army and was posted in India during the mid-1800s. Samuel Tickle was an accomplished painter and a keen naturalist. He used his postings across the subcontinent to scour and survey the flora and fauna, document and paint birds and also observe their behavior and migratory patterns. Apart from birds, his works also include uh, observations on fish, insects, amphibians, reptiles, crustaceans and arachnids. Mm -hmm. Amazing work by this man. He described around 276 bird species in his illustrations, which were considered near-perfect and almost like modern-day field guides with photographs. His legacy is still alive through various species being named after him, like the Tickles Blue Flycatcher, Tickles Leaf Wobbler, Tickles Thrush, and the Tickles Flower Pecker, which is now known as the Pale Bill Flower Pecker, which we discussed a little while back. Well, quite an interesting personality. Tickle and his birds. Another birdman known for his groundbreaking research and discoveries in Indian ornithology is Thomas Jordan. Well, more about him for next time. 
The tickle's blue flycatcher is no doubt beautiful, but this other flycatcher is a heartthrob in its full breeding plumage, and if you find it sailing mid-air, it is a sight to behold. You must definitely be talking about the Indian paradise flycatcher. There is no doubt that it is beautiful like no other. Graceful and agile, it is pure beauty in motion. The adult male has a glossy black head and a distinct crest and a black throat, a silvery white body and a tail that has a pair of long narrow silvery white ribbon-like tail feathers. The female and the juvenile have a black head and a shorter black crest. They also have a grey throat and are greyish white and below. The upper body and the square-ended tail is chestnut and they lack the streamers or the ribbons. The juvenile male and female have a bulbul-like appearance. Well, young males have chestnut-colored ribbons as well. This plumage is referred to as the rufous morph. So, just to repeat, the females and juveniles don't have the streamers, while young males have the streamers, but these birds are generally rufous in color, giving them the rufous morph appearance. There is also a chance that you might find one of the paradise flycatchers in transition. So a part of the body would be rufous, while the other part would be white. So that happens when it is acquiring the breeding plumage. Correct. Or when it is becoming an adult male. Okay. Got it. The paradise flycatcher prefers well-watered forest areas. Locally in Hindi, the ones with the rufous plumage are called Shah Bulbul and Husseini Bulbul. While the adult male in white plumage is known as the Sultan Bulbul. In Gujarati, it is known as Dood Raj a reference to its milky white color and also goes by the name Tarvario, which means swordsman, which is probably a reference to its long tail feathers that swoosh and sway as the bird glides from perch to perch. Once you spot the paradise flycatcher in action, you will not be able to take your eyes off it. Quoting Dr. Salim Ali's description, the agile fairy-like movements of the male as he twists and turns in air often after flies with its tail ribbons looping or trailing behind, is a spectacle of exquisite charm. Exquisite charm indeed. Some other vibrant flycatchers are the Verdita flycatcher, Black Nape Monarch, Ultramarine flycatcher and the Neel Tawaz, besides many others. While you are busy being captivated by the charm of the flycatcher chasing after insects, you will see a flash of bright orange on a canopy. This is the small mini wet which prefers to stick to tree canopies, gleaning leaves for insects. The adult male has a slaty grey head and back. Tail and wings are black, the breast and rump are reddish orange and the wings also have a patch of orange, which can create the impression of a flash while in flight. The females are duller, with yellow underparts instead of orange. However, they do have an orange rump and a wing patch, which can help you easily identify them. The small minivet, as the name goes, is the smallest of all minivets, being smaller than a sparrow. A few other types of minivets found in India are scarlet minivet, orange minivet and rosy minivet. And it seems amongst them, they cover all shades of red. In Hindi, the small minivet is known as Bulal Chashm, Raja Lal and a very endearing name, Saheli, which means friend. It's been some time, Adil, since we did some quizzing. Yeah. Are you ready for one? Ah, bring it on. 
Okay, so I'll play a call and let's see if you can identify this bird. Mm -hmm. It took me some time. Isn't it the common woodshrike? Well, you are correct. Woodshrikes are arboreal birds with large looking heads, rounded wings, short feet and shrike-like hook-tipped heavy bills. They have short square tails and are mostly dull grey coloured birds with varying amounts of white underneath. The common woodshrike is a bulbul sized bird. It is greyish brown above, grey white underneath with unnoticeable light grey streaking. There is a broad white supercilium contrasting with the dark ear coverts, below which it is grey white. The low underparts are white. The common woodshrike has a preference for scrublands and deciduous forests but can also be seen around villages and even gardens. Its song is its most recognizable feature. They have a varied diet gorging on beetles, moths and caterpillars and can often be seen making flycatcher-like sallies. The bird is another companion of the mixed hunting party. These forests are also home to the barbets, sunbirds, cuckoos, babblers, raptors and many other species. And yes, lurking somewhere in the forest must definitely be an owl. To know more about these birds, do listen to our previous episodes and follow the Bird Nerds podcast so as not to miss out on any one of our forays into the wild. Well, this is our 10th episode and we've hit two milestones. This calls for a celebration. <laughs> that is a good one. I didn't expect that. Congratulations, partner. Great going. And congratulations to you, our listeners. This episode also marks a century for the number of birds we've talked about so far. We've taken you across five unique habitats and covered the most common birds that have a wide distribution across India. So you see, one only needs to step out a little and there's all this beauty waiting for you. Also to mark this, we have a bonus bird of interest for you. Yay! It is a regular in such forests. It's the large cuckoo shrike. Confused? Shrike, woodshrike, cuckoo shrike. Well, cuckoo shrikes are not at all related to the woodshrikes, or the shrikes for that matter. However, the cuckoo shrikes and woodshrikes might look quite similar. So let's see. Both are arboreal birds and insectivores. Cuckoo shrikes have short and stout hook tip bills, but have pointed wings and a proportionate body and head with medium sized rounded tails. They are also darker shades of grey and blue-black and they have an upright stance when perched. The large cuckoo shrike, as Adil said, is a grey-coloured bird in size smaller and slender than a pigeon. It has a massive hooked black bill, black wings and tail. There is a broad black lore that extends beyond the eye like an eye stripe. While the male is light grey below, the female has grey barring on white starting right from the throat. You can't miss this bird as it generally announces its arrival. The large cuckoo shrike has a wide distribution across India, being found even in the Andaman and Nicobar Islands, but is unrecorded in East Punjab and the Ladakh region. It can be found in hills and plains, jungles and cultivations, but shows a preference for groves and orchards around villages and cultivation. Although an insectivore, the cuckoo shrikes gorge on fruits and berries as well. The large cuckoo shrikes are often seen in pairs and families, 
fluttering from one canopy to the other, uttering their usual shrieks in joy and wonder. Well, as usual, there are always more birds to discuss than we have time. So let's wrap up this episode. We hope you enjoy listening to our chatter. Please check our Instagram pages for photographs of all the birds we have discussed in this episode as well as the previous ones. You'll find them as a compilation in our feed. All photographs have been clicked by my very talented co-host Adil. We will be back next Thursday with another refreshing episode where we will continue our bramblings about birds. Hey, you too have become a birdsmith. I mean a wordsmith. So stick with us and we'll take you along on wonderful birding trails across India. And as your understanding grows, we'll spice it up with other facets of being outdoors. Make sure to follow us on our Instagram pages. You can follow me on peregrinator.in that is P-E-R-E-G-R-I-N-A-T-O-R dot I-N And you can follow me on Mariam's Pick Clicks that is M-A-R-I-A-M-S P-I-C as in pick, C-L-I-C-K-S as in clicks. You can check our show description for our social media handles. Make sure to like, share and subscribe to our podcast on platforms of your choice, be it Hubhopper, Spotify, Amazon Music, GeoSavan, Ghana or even Google Podcasts. So make sure to tune in next week. Till then, happy birding! And a happier feeling. Goodbye! (laughs)